some huge information to herself. Pia reached her office building. The first floor of the structure held several retail businesses, a card store, a gift shop with the most amazing fudge, and Morgan's books. Her office was upstairs. She went through the plain wooden door off the side street and climbed to the second story. She could see a tall man standing by her locked office door. Hi, she called. Sorry I'm late. The man turned. There was a window behind him so she couldn't see his face, but she knew her schedule for the morning and the name of the man who was her next appointment. Raul Moreno was tall with huge shoulders. Despite the unusually cool September day, he hadn't bothered with a coat. Instead, he wore a v-neck sweater over dark jeans. A man's man, she thought unexpectedly, which made sense. Raul Moreno was a former professional football player, He'd been a quarterback with the Dallas Cowboys. After ten years in the game, he'd retired on top and had disappeared from public view. Last year, he'd shown up in fool's gold for a pro-am charity golf tournament. For reasons she couldn't figure out, he'd stayed. As she got closer, she took in the large, dark eyes, the handsome face. There was a scar on his cheek, probably from protecting an old lady during a mugging. He had a reputation for being nice. Pia made it a rule never to trust nice people. Ms. O'Brien, he began. Thanks for seeing me. She unlocked her office door and motioned for him to go inside. Pia, please. My Ms. O'Brien years are looming, but I'm not ready for them yet. He was good-looking enough that she should have been distracted. Under other circumstances, she probably would have been. But at the moment, she was too busy wondering if the chemo treatments had scrambled Crystal's brain. Her friend had always seemed so rational. Obviously, that had been a facade. Pia motioned to the visitor chair in front of her desk and hung her coat on the rack by the door. Her office was small but functional. There was a good-sized main room with a custom three-year calendar covering most of one wall. The squares were half dry erase material and half corkboard. Posters for various Fool's Gold festivals took up the rest of the wall space, She had a storage room and a half-bath in the rear, several cabinets, and a filing system that bordered on compulsively organized. As a rule, she made it a point to visit rather than have people come to her. But scheduling-wise, having Raoul stop by had made the most sense. Of course, that had been before she'd found out she'd been left three very frozen potential children. She crossed to the small refrigerator in the corner. I have diet soda and water. She glanced over her shoulder. You're not the diet type. One dark eyebrow rose. Are you asking or telling? She smiled. Am I wrong? Water's fine. I knew it. She collected a bottle in a can, then returned to her desk. After handing him the bottle, she took a seat and stared at the yellow pad in front of her. There was writing on it very possibly in English. She could sort of make out individual letters, but not words, and certainly not sentences. They were supposed to have a meeting about something. That much was clear. She handled the city festivals in town. There were over a dozen civic events that she ran every year, but her mind didn't go any further than that. When she tried to remember why Raoul was here, she went blank. Her brain was filled with other things babies. Crystal had left her babies. Okay, embryos, but the implication was clear.
Crystal wanted her children to be born, which meant someone was going to have to get them implanted, grow them, and later give birth. Although that was terrifying enough, there was also the further horror of raising them. Children weren't like cats. She knew that much. They would need more than dry food, a bowl of water, and a clean litter box. A lot more. Oh, God, I can't do this, she whispered. Raoul frowned. I don't understand. Do you want to reschedule the meeting? Meeting? Oh, right. He was here for something. His camp, and he wanted her to... Her mind went blank again. Right after the merciful emptiness, there was panic. Deep to the bone, intestine-wrenching panic. She stood and wrapped her arms around her midsection, breathing hard and fast. I can't do this. It's impossible. What was she thinking? She had to know better.